Living the Principles. This podcast is hosted by Latricia Smith and Phyllis G. Williams. Living the Principles seeks to expand mindsets, express beliefs, and edify excellence in hopes of building a stronger Black community. Welcome to Living the Principles. Welcome. I am Latricia, and with me is my co-host, Phyllis. Hey, Phyllis. Hello, Difference Makers, and hello, Latricia. Today, we will be discussing Black inclusivity. I do not have a song, but I do have a phrase by Rodney King. Can we all just get along? When we speak of Black inclusivity, I think about a shirt we drafted. We decided not to publish. It was going to be our All Blacks Matter shirt. Black conservatives, Black LGBTQ+, Black Muslims, or others who have subcategories that others often overlook or don't consider with Black people. We decided not to do the shirt, but we definitely needed to do the episode after all of the hoopla about Dwayne Wade's transsexual daughter. Patricia, we talked about this offline, but what have you seen that has disturbed you the most about this news circulating? The thing that bothers me the most is that so many people are in business that is none of theirs. And I think if D. Wade and his wife and his daughter Zaya want to share her experiences publicly, then they should be able to experience publicly. I also believe that if people have opinions that are different than theirs, that they should be able to share those as well. But I think some of the hateful and mean comments are so unnecessary. You cannot agree with something. You cannot believe what other people believe and not have to be so mean about it. So for me, I think it's the mean things that I've heard people say. Or recently, I saw something where 50 Cent had done a meme with Dwayne Wade and R. Kelly and had put a little thought bubble up saying, I heard you had a daughter now. And it was just, to me, it was just so inappropriate. Comedy has its place, but some things just aren't funny. And what people have to remember is that this is still a child. What were some things that bothered you? The thing that bothered me the most was that it's still a child, a child who could be susceptible to suicide or harmful behavior. Because when I put on my work hat, there are many children in the LGBT community who feel hopeless. So like you were saying earlier, our words have impact. Another thing that irritates me about this is what I call pimping the Bible. There are people who are very vocal about this because they perceive it as a sin. However, they don't speak of anything that is more common, such as gossiping and fornicating and evil thoughts. But they want to harp on this. 
I'm led to believe that part of it is Black people get the opportunity to have a superiority complex. Now they can look down on another subgroup of Black people. And I'm also led to believe, in my opinion, that some people are so vocal about it because they are struggling with their sexuality. Those are some really good points. You never know what other people are dealing with. And sometimes I think when it comes to religion and when it comes to sexuality, we have been so conditioned to believe certain things. If it's not this one certain way, then something is wrong with it. Again, I think that people are entitled to believe that. If people believe that it's a sin, then that's okay that they believe that. But what bothers me is when people are trying to project their beliefs onto other people. Obviously, this is not what this family believes. This family has rallied around their child. They have supported their child. They continue to be vocal about this. They say that they are allies in the LGBTQ plus community. So allow them to live. And you're not going to change anything. In addition, I do believe most Black people in America are Christians. However, I've also seen a trend of separation in it recently. Have you seen that as well with Christians? Separating as far as from different Christian sects? Or do you mean like Christians saying, oh no, I'm a Christian, you're a Muslim, you're a this, you're a that? Somewhat along those lines. I cannot think of the pastor. I want to say his name is Pastor Bryant. I remember him years ago from saying, these beep ain't loyal. That's what I remember him from. (laughs) But... (laughs) But he went on record to say that burning sage is satanic. It's witchcraft. And I just wonder, would that tie into what you were speaking of, of people having different beliefs and other people pushing their beliefs on them? Because here's the thing. I am a result-driven person. So here's my thought process. If... I feel a certain way about something. What are the odds that I change someone else's mind? It's hard changing yourself. So the only thing I can do is plant a seed or water a seed, but I cannot condemn them or preach to them to see things my way. And I guess that's what you were saying also with Dwayne Wade's child. They, when I say they, I mean the vocal people on social media and some radio personalities and celebrities, they are under the impression that they are going to change this family due to their beliefs. I think that's what bothers me the most. We are already so targeted that I really don't like seeing it on social media. Like you said, everybody's entitled to their voice and opinion, but I wish that was done at dinner tables or phone conversations and not create another reason for us to look divided. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I tend not to be on social media very much, but I notice if I get on 
my Yahoo email, Yahoo News will pop up. And I see a lot of this stuff on Yahoo News. That's where I saw the thing about 50 Cent. And I saw this thing about some other person who got kicked out of Planet Fitness. I forgot what his name was because he said something. Circling back to what you said, in the greater Black culture, I think there are certain assumptions and there are certain expectations of Black people. People fail to realize that within the bigger culture, there are subcultures. We all are part of many cultures, like you and I. We are, not only are we Black, we are also women, we are also military veterans, we're also short. There are lots of subsections that we fall up under. When people try to group you into just one group and make all of these assumptions and these expectations, because you're Black, you're supposed to be a Christian. Because you're Black, you're supposed to be a Democrat. You're supposed to be these things that you really aren't. Then what happens is it doesn't allow us to be our true and authentic selves. People find it difficult to fit in or to really find who they really are because they're afraid that if they show who they really are, then the greater majority is not going to accept them. And I think that's a dangerous place to be. We've said this quite a few times on our show. Let your thoughts be your thoughts. Let it not be shaped by your background or personal experiences solely. Try to educate yourself and see why do you think the way that you think. The person you were speaking of, that is Little Boosie from Louisiana that was kicked out of Planet Fitness. And you also said something about politics And man, oh man, Mike Bloomberg, boy, oh boy, I said, I cannot get away from this man. I opened my mailbox and there were flyers in there from him. It was on social media. It was on the news. It was popping up on YouTube ads. And it made me think about what you said, that people believe if you're black, you should be a Democrat automatically. And that's not always the case. Me personally, I prefer not to identify with any party. And I know you told me a joke about that. There's left wing, there's right wing, then there's chicken wing. So (laughs) I'm a chicken wing when it comes to that. I don't believe in voting by party solely. I believe in voting for my best interests and the interests of those around me. And I've had people ask me before, Phyllis, are you a Republican? And it just made me think, what about me made you assume that I was a Republican? I think it's because I'm not very vocal about politics because I'm going to do my part. I'm going to put my check in the box. And at the end of the day, only my actions can I control. So I'm glad you touched on politics too, because I remember on the shirt we drafted, we did say Black conservatives matter and Black Muslims matter. Even though we didn't talk about this particular religion, I think some people are atheists or agnostic or practice African spirituality, and that's their freedom. And if we live in America, that's one of the benefits that we get the freedom of religion. But I agree with you. We cannot just get mad at a Black person or Black people for not fitting in a box. 
Years ago, I read this book by Stephen Covey, and it's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And one of the seven habits is to seek first to understand, then be understood. If we all would operate that way, trying to understand someone else first before being understood, Allow people to express themselves, hear them out, try to understand where they're coming from, then say your piece and try to be understood. But at no time should we try to convince other people to see things our way. Usually that doesn't happen. And if it does happen, it's not going to happen if we're being aggressive, if we are attacking people, if we're accusing people. Have you ever been told that you're not Black because you don't do something according to the expectations or the assumptions or the stereotypes of Black people? Oh, are you sure you're Black? Or have you ever heard somebody say that, a white person is blacker than a black person? Yes, I have. And I've been around people who are non-blacks and they will say, Phyllis, I'm blacker than you because I know rap songs. Like, oh, <laughs> that that's what being black is? Oh, okay. Yeah, it goes back to that question. What does it actually mean to be black? What is black culture? Black culture is not being able to sing the latest rap song or to be able to twerk or make your booty jiggle or whatever the stereotypical things that people think Black folks do. That's not what being Black is. And as you speak, and I reflect on the things that I've said, I think about two ones of principles. I think about Kuchi Chagalia, self-determination. And I think about umoja, which is unity. This is not something discussed for the first time. One person that I thought of is Malcolm X. Malcolm X said, keep whatever God you want, paraphrasing, but don't let him or her interfere with Black progress. And I think that's what understanding black subcultures or various cultures allows you to do. It allows you to contribute to black progress. And I also think we should define ourselves because just because I don't want to eat weed brownies and quote little baby doesn't mean I'm not black. I define myself And black is more associated with adjectives to me instead of simply nouns. What two principles do you think align with our discussion for today? I would totally agree that the principles would be self-determination, which is really about defining yourself. That's one of the things that I do appreciate about people who identify with different intersections in the Black culture and aren't afraid to express themselves because the majority of Black people identify as Democrats, the ones who come out and say, well, I'm a Black Republican, or 
if people identify as liberal and someone comes out and says, well, I'm a black conservative, being able to own who you are is just really important. So I love the self-determination piece. I'm determined to be who I am, regardless of what the majority of the people believe. And I think a lot of times we fall into this group think and we do things because that's what the group is doing. And we feel out of place because that's what the group is doing. We have to realize that just because everybody is doing it doesn't mean that it's right. Doesn't mean that it's the best thing to do. So let's stop following the crowd. So I really love Kuji Chagalia because it always brings home the point of knowing who you are and being determined to name yourself, being determined to be yourself at all costs. So I love that. And you talked about Umoja, which is unity, and bringing home the point of unity. Like you said, instead of bashing people out on social media or in these public forums or public settings, how about you not share that out there showing the division? Because we already live in a divided society. We don't need to be even more divided. So come together and unite. It also reminds me of Ujima, which is collective work and responsibility. If we take the time to make each other's problems, our problems, and work towards solving them together, then I think that's going to bring about the unity. I see that principle as one as well. I'm glad that you added that one as well, because that does matter and all Blacks matter. Before we conclude our main body of our episode, I was listening to you and I'm really big about being intuitive. So I had to ask myself, Phyllis, when you hear someone say, well, I'm a Republican or um, whatever they are, that may seem like it's outside the norm of what people consider Black subcultures. How do I act? And I think we have to grow to this point. I'm all about it takes time to grow to a point. One person who I do not agree with their views at all, her name is Candace Farmer. She's a Black female conservative but one thing that I do like about her is she knows why she's a black conservative. And in her reason, she feels that by being a black conservative, she will help the black race advance. Patricia and listeners, I want you to think about what is your personal bias? And how did you deal with it recently? Do you have an example, Latricia? That's a really good question. That would require a bit of thought. Is it people in certain working classes? Is it people that pledge to a fraternity? I'm thinking about biases I have seen within the Black community. I've seen people, of course, dislike the LGBTQ community. 
any religion outside of Christianity, political parties, but I've also seen people dislike sororities and fraternities and have a distest for poor people or richer people or depending on neighborhood they live in. So there's so many biases. Their body shape, the way they dress, like there's so many biases that we could potentially have in the Black community. I've seen people dislike Black people that marry outside their race and Maybe not recent, but have you ever had a bias within the Black culture that you've had to address? I'm sure that I've had several over the years. I have a bias against ignorance. So when people are out flaunting their ignorance publicly, that kind of annoys me. And let me think about why that annoys me. I think it annoys me because I'm sure their parents raised them better than that. And when they're out in the street carrying on that way, when people see them, they don't just see that person. They see a number of Black people, especially if they haven't been exposed to Black people. They'll see those people and then they'll think, oh, all Black people are this way when that's not necessarily the case. I think a lot of people fall under that category of, and I'm going to say this, I don't like the bunny ears, ghetto black people. I think some people can have that as a bias. And for all you know, that may just be a piece of their day because I have gotten straight up hood in some places. And for the most part, I'm a very laid back person. So we're only seeing a clip of that person's life. and. If that person's like that now, it doesn't mean that they will always be that way, that they will always be confrontational or ignorant by choice. So I'm glad you did discuss that because I think that is another one that people are biased by. And I'm going to say it again before you give us the principal challenge. All Blacks matter. Black conservative, Black nerds. Black in hood, Black in country, Black in city, Blacks across the globe, Blacks from different religions, Blacks from different economic statuses, single Blacks, married Blacks, poly Blacks, LGBTQ plus Blacks, all Blacks matter. Do you have the principal challenge ready for us, Latricia? That was so deep, Phyllis. That is so true. All Blacks matter, no matter how they are. Principal challenge. Live them out. Our principal challenge for today is to not confront Black people and Black issues publicly, but do it privately. If you have an issue with someone, call them, send them a text message, a DM, an inbox. Thank you so much, Latricia. And don't send me or Latricia a message about All Blacks Matter either. We don't want to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And the famous words of my fellow brothers and sisters, don't come for us. Don't come for us. No, no, no. Now it is time for our next section. So please open your mind, heart, and ears as we spread the good news. Not rumors, not rubbish. Living the principles. Spread the good news. 
When it comes to music, the Black diaspora is not just rap, hip-hop, and R&B. There are Black punk rock bands across the globe, including places such as North America, South Africa, Zimbabwe, Kenya, and Brazil. You can check out bands such as Big Joni, Danny Denial, and Mafia to support those who rock out. Our next good news comes from a Haitian American. Haitian American author Edwish Danticat has long been considered one of the most gifted voices in the diaspora, garnering a National Book Critics Circle Award, an American Book Award, and a MacArthur Genius Grant, among her many honors. This week, the writer and activist can add one more accolade to her resume. Danta Kate has been awarded the 2020 Villick Foundation Prize in Literature, an honor that includes $100,000 cash award and a ceremony for honorees in New York City. Pixar is coming out with its first openly gay character, a lesbian police officer voiced by Master of None, actress, writer, Lena Waithe. Lena Waithe is a part of the LGBTQ plus community, so this gives her an opportunity to contribute to something that she feels is part of her culture. It is not a very obvious scene, but still a part of representation. Patricia, we have had a great discussion amongst ourselves, and I hope the listeners took something from it. Do you have a soul snack? And I know you do, because we always have a soul snack to tie into this episode. In fact, I do. Our soul snack for today is an African proverb that says, one camel does not make fun of the other camel's hump. That's our show for today. Until next time, expand your minds and impact your communities. Thanks for listening to Living the Principles podcast. Be sure to visit us at livingtheprinciples365.com to access the show and join in on the conversations.